Welcome to the M. Kane Coaching Podcast. My name is Marcus Kane, and today we're going to talk a little bit about self-care, work-life balance, the effect that that has on our relationship with food, and what we can do when our work-life balance might be a bit up the creek, but we still need to maintain some semblance of health and well-being. Now, people talk about self-care a lot especially when we get into the health and wellness space and start talking about nutrition, you know, like don't hustle too hard, take care of yourself. And I really appreciate that message. And I know that at certain points in my own life, trying to hustle too hard and just getting into that sleep when you're dead mindset definitely left me worse off. I went through phases in my life where I was working at a gym in the really early morning, like from 5 and 6 a.m. And then I would have a quick nap in the middle of the day, then go out and work in a band in the evening. And I was listening to a lot of motivational content at the time, drinking a lot of black coffee and just kind of powering through because I thought that was the path to success and fulfillment and Everything that everybody or I thought everybody said was just so important at that period of time. And then when I bounced back from that, discovered a bit more of a healthy balance and started working in what we could call wellness rather than just fitness, I definitely leaned more towards the self-care side, encouraging self-care practices and everything like that. Though more recently, I realized that I'm being to some degree hypocritical. Because I can't say to you guys right now that my work-life balance is perfect. Like, I've got a couple of priorities that are like my number one priorities, like the people under my roof, the people and the pets under my roof, as well as my work and our health. I can't say that I spend a lot of time with friends right now or that I'm dedicating a lot of time to hobbies or this kind of thing. And it just made me think about self-care and some nuances surrounding that conversation that might be really helpful to mention. So I'm going to share with you the philosophy of seasons in regards to self-care and looking at self-care from this perspective of seasons of work rather than thinking of this mystical, perfect work-life balance that we somehow need to maintain all the time, because I know that's definitely not what happens to me. And I would feel really hypocritical jumping on calls with clients and encouraging them to work on self-care all the time and have this perfect work-life balance all the time, when I know that my own work-life balance is far from perfect the vast majority of the time. Though there's a huge difference between going through a season of working hard and just spreading yourself so thin all the time that you're constantly flirting with burnout. And the way our lives fluctuate through different seasons and different things happen here and there makes it especially necessary to take these things into account because I'm going to share with you something right now that I wasn't planning on sharing publicly Um, because I didn't want it to seem like I was throwing like a poor me, like a pity party or anything like that. But I think in the context of this conversation, it's, it's just helpful to know. So the last two weeks for me have been particularly challenging. Um, of course there's the financial crisis and cost of living crisis and everything that's going on in the UK, which is adding extra pressure. And, you know, everyone's feeling that though I was halfway back 
from Brighton the other day. I live in Wales at the moment. I was driving back from Brighton and my car broke down a hundred and fifty miles from home. The trains were on strike on that particular day and it cost me like two hundred pounds and nine hours to actually get home from where my car broke down. Uh, Obviously, financially, that's a pain in the ass at the moment. It's just this huge thing. I've got to get the car fixed. I've got to drive down to Reading, all that kind of stuff. Um, Had to find the money to buy a new car because our old car, like as, as much as we love it, like it's starting to cost me more to keep it running than it would be in the long run to just get a new one. So this unexpected financial cost and massive pain in the ass day with needing to hire a car and get taxis and everything to get myself home from, you know, the Midlands, that was that was a pain in the butt. So we're, you know, organizing this new car and trying to balance all this stuff. And then a week after that, um, my wingman, my little cat, Daisy, uh, she passed away. If you heard my last podcast, you you may have heard like where I was chatting with Jacqueline. You may have heard me mention uh, that you know I'd just come back from the vet and that was a very stressful day. Actually, that night, um, the after I recorded that podcast, Daisy didn't make it through the night. She was sitting on the couch with us, and she decided that you know that that was her time. She literally passed away in my wife's arms. And it's, it's been really sad. Like, you know, we have, we had two cats and a dog. Anyone who's familiar with my content on Instagram will have seen Romeo. He's, he's out, he's our dog and he's absolutely amazing. And he's my best buddy. And Daisy and him were actually really good friends. It was so strange because we had this, you know, reasonably old cat who was just so sassy And she was best friends with this young Belgian Malinois. And, you know, to watch the two of those guys together was really amazing. So, you know, to have Daisy all of a sudden not in our household has has been really sad. And I can't claim that my work-life balance through this process has been perfect. I, you know, threw myself into work. I decided, you know, I'm just going to... I'm going to feel this when I feel it later. I'm going to deal with this later. But right now I've work to do. There are things that need to be done. And it's just worth recognizing that with all the noise out there about self-care, I know that sometimes we can't just stop when we want to, right? It would be really, really amazing to be in the situation where if something came up or if you're in a, a difficult situation that you could just say to the whole world and can say to everything like, right, everything stops now. I'm taking two weeks out. You know, I'm going to go to the Maldives for two weeks and sit on the beach and I'm going to decompress. I'm going to take care of everything. And then I'm going to come back refreshed and having processed what I've been through or whatever that might be. And everything's going to be fine. But you know, we know things don't work like that. We know that self-care sometimes needs to be a little bit more flexible because we we can't just stop. You know, there are people that rely on us, our family rely on us. 
you know, we have businesses, we have work, we have all these things that just keep going regardless of what state we're in at any given time or on any given day. So I want to share with you a couple of steps, like a two-step process that I go through myself when things get difficult to make sure that you know, all the cogs and wheels don't just stop turning, but at the same time, I'm not investing my energy in places that, you know, don't deliver a return. So, you know, we might not be in a position where we can go to the Maldives for two weeks, but we can recognize where we're letting like unnecessary pressure creep into an already significant list of responsibilities. So during difficult times, This two-step process is what I'd recommend. Step number one, get really clear on exactly what you're shooting for. Like, write it down. Like, what are your top two, like top three at the most priorities? And be absolutely brutal in your selection process. Like, for me, these things right now are, you know, my marriage, my family, you know, like the people under my roof, my work you know, the clients I work with and the value that I deliver to the world and health. So when it comes to friends, extended family, hobbies, all that kind of thing, you know, they're not getting a lot of my attention right now, if any. And that's just a necessary season. Like what I mentioned before about seasons, it's important to know that, you know, this isn't the state of things forever. Like if you're going through a certain period of time where you just need to streamline your responsibilities, focus on what's really important, like keep in mind that it's not forever. The purpose of that phase is that it's a season a tactical season where you're going to achieve a very specific thing and then move on to a different season. So the seasons of work-life balance changing, it's really important to acknowledge that these things change with time. We don't want to set ourselves up to be redlining forever, but at the same time, yeah, there are going to be periods where we need to streamline. And step two, Identify essential high value actions that you need to take and jettison the things that, you know, are maybe good to get done or nice to get done, but not absolutely essential. So we want to perform an audit of where we spend our time, like write down where your time goes and ask which of these things is not delivering a return. I don't know what job you do, what career you have. You're going to know the details of that, obviously, much, much better than me. So it's going to be up to your discretion and your knowledge of of your situation to look at where you're investing your energy and objectively, as best you can, say, which of these things, which of these things that I'm investing my energy in is actually delivering a great return? Which of these things is adding to you know my my process which of these things is is really giving back when i invest energy in there versus where are my like energy black holes like the things that i just throw time and energy into and nothing ever comes out we want to eliminate those energy black holes those time and energy black holes because during these seasons of life where maybe you know 2 weeks in the maldives isn't an option, this is what we can do in terms of self-care. We can be a bit more brutal and a bit more crisp in terms of where we invest our energy because, you know, 
energy wasted on something that isn't delivering a return, that's just energy that you could have for yourself, for your own mental health, for your own physical wellness, or you know, to invest in one of these other areas that is actually helping forward your purpose and what it is that you're doing. So it's absolutely possible to care for yourself even when your work-life balance is out of whack. And it's absolutely necessary because we can't always maintain the ideal work-life balance. A great example of this is one of my clients. He runs a pool servicing business over in California. So part of the year, like during the the peak season, he is just crazy busy, absolutely crazy busy. His, His workload is intense. He has to be really on it. He runs his business, you know, he's he's a, a solo guy, like he doesn't work with any help, so it's all on him. And there's a period of the year where he's just really, really, really busy. And then there are also seasons where there's like an off season. So he does really well to recognize during those busy parts of the year that he's going to need to manage his life slightly differently to those times of the year that are the off seasons. So like work hard. And get shit done, like achieve things that you're proud of, but don't be self-destructive about it. If there's anything that the last two weeks have reaffirmed for me, like lessons that I've had to relearn over and over again, it's that, you know, we can always streamline things. There are always going to be tasks that are your essential high value things that you need to get done that deliver a great return. And there are always going to be things that, uh, you know, maybe good to get done or okay to get done. But, you know, if you drop the ball on those or leave them be, you know, nothing's going to catch fire. And why this is so important in terms of our eating habits and, and binge eating, when we do burn out, when we do neglect our own needs, when we neglect self-care, yes, absolutely, that does have a massive effect on our food choices and our habits surrounding nutrition. But this doesn't mean that you need to wrap yourself in cotton wool and shelter yourself in order to have a great relationship with food. You don't need to wrap yourself in this cocoon of safety and perfect work-life balance just to have a healthy relationship with food. In fact, it's really important to be able to maintain a great relationship with food even through these difficult times because something that I've always maintained and that I've said in previous podcasts and in previous interviews and episodes is that when things are difficult, it's really important to stop digging the hole, to refuse to do something that's going to make a difficult situation harder than it needs to be. So when you are challenged, when your work-life balance is being challenged, the last thing you need on top of that is to be stressing about your relationship with food or bouncing around in terms of binge eating cycles. So if you are going through a season of your life that requires you to work particularly hard and you're hearing people talk about self-care and you're getting frustrated thinking, well, I just don't have the space for that right now. I just like I can't do these things that people talk about. I can't just take a random week off or I can't just, you know, get to bed on, you know, in the perfect time or at the perfect time every single day. Like, you know, these things just don't happen for me consistently. I have to roll with where I'm at at life and just do my best. Like 100% that's cool. And that happens. 
just remember that if you are going through one of those phases, if you are going through one of those difficult seasons, streamline your time, audit where your energy is going and where your time is going. And that just might be a particular time in life that things need to be a bit streamlined or you might need to say no to a few more things. I know that's definitely something that I've had to do myself. I'm actually going through a phase in my own life where I'm saying no to quite a few things in the name of getting certain more important things done. And that's 100% okay. I know that one of the most important things that I think Daisy used to try and get me to do was just take a moment every now and then. She would come into my office while I was at work and often I'd be like hustling and just focusing on something and investing so much energy in something or obsessing about something that maybe really wasn't as important as I thought it was. And she would, you know, walk across my desk or sit next to my chair and ask to be picked up and cuddled. And if anything, that was just a a huge lesson from her that I'd like to leave you guys with today. Do your best not to absentmindedly invest energy and time into things that maybe aren't delivering as much as you think they are. So remember that two-step process. Get clear on exactly what you're shooting for, like your top two or three priorities, and then identify those essential high-value actions, jettison the things that you know aren't delivering as much as they maybe could. This in itself is self-care. This is how we can care for ourselves during periods where our work-life balance might be a bit up shit creek. So thanks for tuning into this episode today. Make sure to check out the Take Back December project. If you haven't already, that's what I've got coming up for you for free in the first week of September. For anyone who wants to get a handle on consistent nighttime overeating or binge eating and stress surrounding food during the holidays, this is a seven-day project I've got for you involving two free workshops with me to get a handle on all that stuff, set you up for a great December and a very different experience of moving into the new year free from, you know, stressing about, oh my God, like what diet am I going to do to make up for what happened over Christmas? None of that this year. So let's do something different. So thank you again for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode really helpful. Anything that I've mentioned, like the Take Back December project or my own Instagram profile or website, you can find links for in the episode description.